This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, everybody, welcome back to the WOMED. This week, I'm speaking with Deja Smallwood, a physical therapy student at Duke. She is the first PT student to grace the WOMED, and this is a great episode for PT students and anyone considering the physical therapy pathway. So if you know anyone, send them this episode. We talk student life, all things physical therapy, and mental health, and I really hope you enjoy. As always, it's time for that nursey energy, and I do have a doozy for y'all. This week's nursey energy comes from student nurse Marissa. She writes in, so I'm just a nursing student and had an insane moment tonight driving home that I really wanted to share. I was on a four-lane freeway when all of a sudden I heard a bang. One car smashed into the other and flew three lanes to the right. The other car was smashed in half. I immediately threw on my hazards and dialed 911. I ran out of my vehicle to get the victims out of their cars and two of them were bleeding from their head. I did a really quick neuro assessment and stayed with them until the paramedics showed up. One girl was beside herself. She was young and terrified and had a big gash on her upper eyelid. I offered my hand to her and helped her breathe slowly in order to calm down so the paramedics could check her vitals. Thankfully, everyone survived the crash. I was grateful to have been there and helped these girls in a terrifying moment. By the way, a couple minutes after this happened, a nurse drove by and offered to help. I was beaming afterwards because this is why nurses are awesome and inspire me to keep going in nursing school. Marissa, you are going to be an incredible nurse and I don't want you to ever doubt that. All right. Well, Deja, welcome to the WOMED. You guys might recognize her as the Curly Clinician on Instagram. And you are our very first physical therapy student to join the WOMED. Yes, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. You know, I'm like a little extra special excited because I've always loved the human body. It's so cool. And I've always admired physical therapists. I've, you know, dealt with my fair share of them with shielding injuries, ballet injuries, and the whole gamut and surgeries. And I was actually between nurse, ballerina, and physical therapist was like what I wanted to to be. I love that. Yeah, the ballerina, you know, from all the physical therapy that I needed kind of <laughs> kind of went the wayward route. It's okay. Hey, we're we're still happy to have you as a nurse. We're all in the medical field together. It's fine. <laughs> yes, for sure. So Deja, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're a physical therapy student. Yes. So I am between a second year and third year, we have our white coat ceremony in about two weeks and we finish up classes this week. So, I mean, I guess I'm technically a second year, but I'm calling myself a third year. So, you know, I just am finishing up our first two didactic years and then next year we'll be all clinical. So I'm looking forward to, you know, being with patients every day and just being out and out of the classroom and in the hospital or in the outpatient setting. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I really have known I wanted to be a physical therapist for a long time. Um, ever since I was in high school, um, my mom worked in a physical therapy clinic. So she oh, helped cool. me. Yeah, she helped me, you know, get with a therapist to shadow. I always knew I wanted to be in the medical field, but I did a lot of research into 
you know, if I wanted to be a nurse or a pediatrician or a pharmacist, I went through a bunch of different, you know, career choices. But once I shadowed the therapist, it really stuck with me. Once I realized how much time you get to spend with your patients and just those relationships you get to build. Yeah. And you get to, you know, see people reach goals and do things that they never thought they were able to do. So I think that's what really drew me to the physical therapy profession. That's amazing. And and honestly, one of the greatest moments, and it sounds so silly and so small because it's such a normal movement, but I had a patellar realignment done in high school mm-hmm. and my knee was in an immobilizer for a month. And for anyone that doesn't know, like I could not bend my knee, could not do anything with it for a solid month. And I just remember like cheer, like my physical therapist just cheering me on when I got on the bike and it was like, it was probably like a week or two into physical therapy. And I finally, I mean, it, my seat was pretty high, but Mm -hmm. I finally got it to like bend enough that I could pedal. And it was just, it was monumentous for me and just having my physical therapist there that was like, yes, you did it. You finally did it. Yeah. That big cheerleader. I love that. Yeah. There's just, there's, there's so much that physical therapists can do. Mm -hmm. So your mom worked in a physical therapy clinic. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Did you have anybody else in your family that was in the medical field that, you know, you kind of like looked up to idolized? Yeah, I have an aunt that um, is a nurse. So that was really it. And my mom, she works in medical billing. So I always knew about the medical field. And I just knew that it was, you know, I wanted to go into and I wanted to help people. It was just a matter of how do I want to do that? Like, what does that look like for me? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about physical therapy school. Like, is that, is it a doctorate program? It is. So yeah, most almost all the programs right now, I think are, have moved to the doctorate. So traditionally it's um, a three-year program and the first two years are usually strictly didactic. And then the third year is um, all clinical, but some programs vary where you can have some clinicals sprinkled into your first two years. Like I know we had a few clinicals in my program, small ones, but our main like terminal clinical experiences are our third year. Wow. And so are all the classes focused around like anatomy and like how the body moves or I'm just so, I'm just so curious on what the classes are like. A lot of the classes are, I mean, pretty similar to, you know, what a physician would learn or a PA or a nurse or OT or anything like that. So, you know, we take anatomy our first year, we take physiology, um, we take biomechanics. Mm -hmm. Those are like the basic classes that we take like during our first semester. And then after that, it kind of gets more like into PT. So we take a bunch of interventions courses. We take like pediatrics and neuro and like older adults. So basically any population that you could work in with PT, we take, you know, that's cool. Yeah. We take, we take basically a little bit of everything. I feel like it's a good, it's a good setup. So that was going to be my, another question was if it was, I mean, clearly like now I know you guys have these clinical sessions But if it was extra specialties that you had to go through, like more schooling, if you wanted to work in the NICU versus, you know, like a neuro ICU or something like that. Yeah, totally. So there are um, 
specialty uh, exams that you need to take to become certified. So a few, just a few of the different areas you can be certified in orthopedics, um, pediatrics, which is something I'm really interested in, pelvic floor, neuro, just to name a few. And you can either do a residency program, which is usually typically a year program through um, like a hospital system. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a it's a mix between clinical work and a little bit of like schoolwork, but you're just, you don't have to pay tuition usually, you just get a pay cut. So you can either do a formal residency or you can, um, some of the residency, I mean, some of the licensure exams require you to have worked a certain amount of hours in that setting, and then you can sit for the exam. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what fields are you most interested in? So I came into PT school being really interested in pediatrics and I still Mm -hmm. am. Right now, pediatrics and women's health are my two like go-tos and thankfully I got clinicals in both of those settings. So yeah, I'm so excited. And then um, actually today or yesterday, I talked with a pediatric therapist and I was telling her about women's health and she was like, you know, like down the line, it would be good if you could do, you could do like both. So you could do like mother and you could do baby. And I just like never thought about that. And like now that's like a seed planted in my head. And I'm like, ooh, like long-term goals, maybe. (laughs) I love that. That's so fun. You never know like who you're going to meet or what advice they're going to instill in you that's literally going to change your career path or change like your life path. Like I am really thankful that my program, like even though it's been online, they've tried their hardest to still get good guest lecturers and connect us with so many people in the field. Like, I mean, it's kind of like we're still in school, like we're still getting to connect with and meet so many people. So I'm just grateful that we still have these opportunities to network. Are classes done then for the summer or? So right now we have electives as second year. So we'll finish tomorrow and then we'll get a week off, have a white coat, and then we'll be done. And clinicals will start August 3rd. Oh my God. Current first years. I'm not sure. I I think there's a similar to ours. Like they'll finish up soon and get some time off before the new year starts. And then the new class will start as well. Man, they just roll you through that. I I mean, it like doesn't stop. (laughs) No. And I'm just wondering, I feel like I've been out of college for so long now (laughs) that I'm like, what are, are colleges changing like their courses and like how often people are in classes? Because we always, you know, we started after Labor Day and we were done in May. And then we had the whole summer off and you start in Labor Day and (laughs) then you're done. (laughs) Now I feel like everything just shifted so much, especially with COVID. Like some schools are not going back to in-person at all or they're doing like a 50-50. So it's interesting to see like how each school is choosing to handle this pandemic. So are your clinicals going to be affected at all like uh, do you guys go in with like a your whole class for like each clinical or is it uh, like you're like one-on-one placed in like different like clinical settings yeah so these that we have during our third year were one-on-one so my first one um it wasn't jeopardy but they confirmed the last week that they're going to be able to have it which i'm so excited for because it is a orthopedic pelvic health split and it was one that i was really looking forward to So I'm glad that that got confirmed. Right now, I feel like the only thing that's going to change is that mask precautions and having Mm -hmm. to wear masks and sanitizing and like how many patients are in like a clinic at once is really the only thing that's going to be different. But other than that, everything's the same, which is good. 
Yeah, just taking time and cleaning it, cleaning all the equipment and bolsters and straps and bikes and all that stuff. I didn't work specifically with the um, physical therapists on and in the NICU, Mm -hmm. um, just because they were always on day shift. But just looking at like the splints and like following all the directions and stuff for like care and stretching and positioning, it just it was so fascinating. Like I just loved that how it just worked so well with what you were trying to do for like the developmental care of of neonates. Yeah, we actually got to speak with um, one of the leaders in NICU care and therapy um, like two weeks ago. And just like hearing her talk was amazing. And just all the things that you can do in the NICU. And of course, you have to like observe and it takes a lot of work to be able to get there and a lot of trust to be able to work with those types of patients. But it's just like amazing at you think that these babies are like so fragile. And I know you worked in the NICU. It's just crazy at like how much you can do and how much you can affect their lives so, so early. Oh yeah. Positioning preemies is like my favorite thing on the planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves the nurses. She was like, if I have to tell you one thing, like the nurses are the bomb and you need to respect them. And they know <laughs> stuff like NICU nurses are great. <laughs> it's just so fun. Like you just, you know, we have the, the little snugglies and blanket <laughs> rolls or you know, positioning like bean bags, and you just, you know, you can make it so like, you're not like restraining them by any means, but you're making it really difficult for them to get their arm up to their ET tube or something like that. Don't want to go grabbing things. And I mean, who doesn't want to play babies all day? Like that just sounds like the greatest. <laughs> I definitely miss it. Those little, oh my gosh, when they just pop their little eyes open at you and they're like, is it time to eat yet? I missed you. <laughs> But no, the health of the hospital setting, as much as it's amazing and I love, loved my time, like working in the NICU, I'm like, yeah, that emotional toll is still there. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot. And a lot of people, if you haven't worked in the hospital before as a healthcare provider, I feel like you just don't really get it. But once you have, you understand. Yeah. So are you hoping like with pediatrics to be in like working in like the hospitals then as a physical therapist? Yeah, that is my goal right now. My third clinical is actually inpatient peds and they have a history of hiring their students. So in that setting and it's my last one. So that's, that's the goal right now. Cause I love cross my fingers and toes for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sending out all the positive vibes to you. What is something about physical therapy that, you know, the normal person might not know Mm -hmm. about it? The fact that you may feel like, like a counseling therapist, because patients will open up to you about everything. And if you, you know, make that good provider patient relationship with them, they will tell you things that you probably don't even want to (laughs) know. So I I think that that's one of the things like you will if you make those relationships with your patients, like they will trust you and they will tell you a lot and they will like expect you to know, keep their secrets and just like listen to them. Yeah. Like a lot of people think that like PT is just, oh, let's do these exercises. Oh, get on the treadmill. Like it's just so much more than that. What's your favorite part of physical therapy so far? I love to talk. So just talking to patients is like my favorite my favorite part <laughs> is building relationships and, you know, finding similarities that we have. I, that's my favorite part. Just making those relationships. Definitely. 
And to counter that, what's been the most difficult part for in school and about pursuing this pathway? I guess, because I tend to be very type A, just being okay with the fact that I'm not going to know everything and I'm not going to get it right the first time. That was really hard to accept, especially coming from like undergrad and high school where I always got like A's, like didn't really have to study. And then coming to PT school and being like, oh, there's all this information and I need to just try to get, you know, the basics. Like I'm not going to know every single detail. So I think that is something that was the hardest and the hardest for me to, like a big hard pill for me to swallow. Oh man, I bet. So I, I'm sorry, I'm just like figuring this out now. You had to do undergrad and then like apply to PT school. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had to do four years of undergrad and um, a lot of students apply during their senior year of undergrad so they can start PT school um, immediately after graduating. Um, I applied after I graduated. So I took kind of a year off and um, started school after being out of undergrad for like nine months. And then yeah, PT programs are another three years. So it's a lot of schooling. Wow. What did you have to study in undergrad to be considered? Um, yeah, you can study anything as long as you get the prereqs. Most people study like kinesiology or exercise science, which is what I did. I mean, I actually enjoyed kinesiology and I knew it would set me up well. So mm-hmm. that's what I decided to major in. But you can literally like some of my classmates majored in communications or like neuroanatomy. Honestly, I would just say to major in something that you think you can excel in and you like because you can get the prereqs done. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and it makes you a more well-rounded person. Like you don't want everyone to come from the same background, so. Well, no, and then, I mean, they can all bring their insights from their undergrad and, you know, it's just a, it's like a more well-versed meeting, melting pot of, (laughs) of minds. Exactly, yeah. So what did you do with your year off? Yeah, so I moved home and I just worked. Um, I worked retail, which is a job that I had since I was like 16. But I was like, I need some time off. So I just went home and worked a little bit. I started my blog and my Instagram account. And, you know, I edited essays for pre-PT students. But mainly I just took the time to rest before school started because I knew that these three years were going to be hard and they were going to fly by. That's so important. I feel like as high schoolers, you know, graduating seniors even are, at least in America, we are pushed so hard down mm-hmm. the the college path, like right away, you know, yep. and in so many different countries, it's like, oh, you can take a gap year, like go and travel, go work for a bit, earn some money, see what you want to do. Because I mean, I, I feel like I'm one of the few people that was like, nope, I know I want to be a nurse. This is my path. I'm going to go right to it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I burnt out a bit and I took a year off and totally switched. I mean, I'm still in the nursing field, but I switched directions there. I just think it's so important to, to like recognize that, you know, and, and take that space for yourself. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times in the healthcare profession, medicine, everything feels like a competition and a race. Like you have to get it done as quick as you can, but it's going to be mm-hmm. there. You got to do what you feel is best. And if that means taking a year or two or three off, like do it. Yeah. Like your credits aren't going anywhere. Oh, your school mindset might take a minute to get back into. Trust me. (laughs) Oh, I've toyed with the idea of going back to school, but part of me is just like, 
mm, do you really I, want to? <laughs> like, okay, I'm done with school. Like this is the last time I'm ever going to be in school. And I'm like, let me not say that because watch something happen. And I'm like, oh, I want a PhD, even though that seems not like something I want to do, but I just, I never want to say never because yeah, don't know what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> but I'm glad to be out of school for a while and get into the workforce. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right, dear ones, believe it or not, a lot of kids are missing school right now, especially as we are heading into summer break. So listen close if you know a kid learning at home. I found KiwiCo when I was looking for a present for my friend's daughter. I got the cutest video of her interacting with the crate and making letters and putting them in her little mail bag. I actually got one of those sweet little letters in the mail a few days later. KiwiCo is so awesome. They can deliver a science fair or art class right to your door. Amazing activities to work and entertain the kid brain or kids at heart. There are different crates for different age groups. Interactive activities to fire new neural pathways in ages 0 to 2 or 14 to 104. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. What kid doesn't love to get mail? You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. Do your part to encourage children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. When they're finished, watch their smile grow as big as their confidence. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash WOMED. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash WOMED. So you started your blog and is your blog The Curly Clinician? Yep, thecurlyclinician.com. Yes, just like my Instagram. Awesome. So what all have you been doing with that? Like what can people expect to find on it? Yeah. So I really started my blog because I remember when I was applying to PT school, I couldn't find that much information about the application process or any mentors or just students that had been through the process. So I wanted to create that resource and fill that gap. So I did that. So yeah, my blog has tips for pre-PTs. I share my experience through PT school. I also dabble in a bit of lifestyle. But um, I really want to help students that don't have the resources uh, maybe to, you know, find mentors in their area or a lot of um, like PT is very, um, it's very white. There are only 5% of PTs that are black. So really, uh, yeah, we're very underrepresented. So that was another Mm -hmm. reason why I wanted to start, you know, my platform and my blog to help find those students and let them know that like, you can be a PT, like it doesn't matter. And just let them know that there are opportunities there. And just because they don't see someone that looks like them, like they can be that next person. So I just want to be like a source of motivation and representation, you know, for increasing diversity in the field and in healthcare in general. (laughs) Deja, I love that. I think that's, that's so important. And I've, I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, like we really need to, to start like diversifying healthcare and amplifying these voices because it's just there's just room at the table you yeah. know like every like I don't I don't want to see people held back you know I want people to see themselves in 
well, especially on the podcast and anyone that comes on here, I want them to be like, oh, hey, like, man, I've really been thinking about physical therapy, but I never saw someone that looks like me. Wow, there's Deja. Man, okay, I can do this. That's the dream. Yeah. And just like, are you want your providers to reflect your patient population? Like, our patient, yes, patients are so diverse. So, you know, the healthcare providers should be diverse as well. Yes, agreed 100%. Because then your your therapy is going to go that much better, you know, like if you don't have these, if, if you're comfortable, if you, if you see like a piece of yourself in the person that's caring for you, like your, your healing is going to be like that much better. Yeah, it really does make a difference. I think that's so cool that you're offering all these services and stuff on, on your blog. That's what it was like writing always kind of like a passion for you too, that you're, that you excel in that area or? Yeah, I think it, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed writing until I started. I first started my Instagram and my captions just became too long. And I was like, (laughs) why is there a limit? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I should probably just try to do this blog thing. It's something that I've all, that's always been in the back of my mind. And I was like, okay, I have a year off. This is my time to, you know, commit to it and really see if I can um, do it. So I started and I don't know, it's just crazy how like I start, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a blog post about this and then how I can just start writing and the words just come. And like, I don't have to do that much planning. It's just like in my head and it just comes out. So I've really, I've really enjoyed the writing. It's, it's nice to um, just tell my story and, you know, let other people know what's going on in my life. And it makes me feel like I'm not so alone in this in this world. But yeah, so I feel like I'm carrying a lot of hats right now with my blog and my Instagram, but I enjoy it. And I'm so glad that I took that leap during my year off to start it. Well, from like the outside looking in, it just looks like you're thriving in it. So, Mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone that, that I've interviewed or, you know, talked to in the medical field, we all have these side hustles, you know, like a lot of people are blogging or they're embroidering things and they have like an Etsy shop of this or they're completely switching gears. You know, like everyone's, everyone's got something else. And it's like, yeah, I'm a physical therapist, but I'm not just a physical therapist. I can also do this. Or I'm not a nurse. I can also do this. No one in the medical field has really put themselves in a box, at least that I've spoken to. Like everyone's got another hat that they wear. Yeah. I love it too. I mean, we're all multifaceted individuals. Like we're not just our profession. We have lives outside of that. So it's nice to be able to explore that and share that with people, especially incoming, you know, students that want to join the medical field, just knowing that like you can still do other things. Like it doesn't have to be your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like when you focus on something too hard, it just becomes your sole identity mm-hmm. and you can get really stuck in that. Like, and if it, that doesn't work out for you for whatever reason, I mean, like I faced that a bit after I left the NICU and I was like, people would be like, so how does it feel to not be a nurse anymore? And I'm like, I'm still a nurse. Yeah, I'm just not working in the NICU. <laughs> yep. I'm just switching career paths. <laughs> so hearing you talk about writing, it's just, I, I'm very similar in that I love to just 
a word vomit almost when I'm when I'm writing. Like if something needs to come out, it'll come out. But I envy you in that like I have to like set up topics and then like really just like clear out all the distractions and be like, okay, this is what I need to write about right now. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been like super like free flow writer. It's always been if something has affected me and I'm like writing is my first go-to to to try and get it all out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the more I've done it, the easier it's become. And it's like a nice outlet just to get my words out there. So get my feelings out. And then I'm like, oh, I feel better. Like I wrote it down. It's fine. It's not in my head anymore. I don't have all these tabs open. Yes. Oh, writing's great. Totally recommend it for anybody out there. Journaling, all that. (laughs) I just started gratitude journaling uh, and it's, the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh, tell me about this. Is it like a, a journal prompt or? Yeah, it's So I don't know if you've heard of the five minute journal. I really like it. Um, I got it off like Amazon or they have like a website and every day they have like a weekly challenge and like a monthly challenge and like, like a quote you can read. And then it starts with like, I'm grateful for, then you have three spots to write that what will make today great three spots to write that and then daily affirmations so you would say like I am blank and then that's for like the morning and then at night um you have a spot for three amazing things that happened today and then how could I have made today even better and I feel like when I'm consistent with my gratitude journaling and just being appreciative of what is going on in my life like I'm just a much happier person oh I love this yeah no it's it's my favorite thing Deja, you've got me hooked. I'm about to go and Amazon this book right now. <laughs> I love it. It's called the Five Minute Journal. So the Five Minute Journal. Okay, <laughs> free plug. If you want to sponsor the podcast too, that's great. <laughs> give us, give us, give us something. <laughs> this is not an ad. This is just. <laughs> this is just what we like. Yeah, man, that would just that could be something that could help with burnout too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it was suggested by my counselor because I think, I mean, I've always struggled with anxiety, but it really mm-hmm. reared an ugly head um, during my first year of PT school. And one of the things she suggested was to journal. And I tried it with just like an empty journal, um, just to like free, free write. And I wasn't successful with it. But once I got this like prompted journal, it really helped me stick to it and know what I needed to write down. That's awesome. And, you know, don't, Please don't feel ashamed of that. We love therapy here on oh, WOMED. Yeah. <laughs> good, to, good to know, yeah. There were and are, I mean, especially for me, a lot of moments of, you know, anxiety with nursing because it's like you're, it's a life, you know, you're, you're holding life in your hands. And even I remember being so scared to when a, like a parent would call and to give updates and I'm like, why? Why was I so terrified of that? <laughs> so I, I think that's great that you reached out to a counselor and to, you know, take care of your mental health and stuff in school. Because I think it's, it's just so important. Yes, I actually even got on medication for the first time in my life. And it has been a game changer. And I'm not ashamed about it. No, but I just feel like I'm such a better person when I am, you know, gratitude journaling and doing what I need to do and taking my medication regularly. I just feel like everything is balanced. Oh, yeah. And there's no shame in that. I mean, like meds, meds work great. And especially if you're 
working with like a doctor that you trust and you mm-hmm. know you're agree with their um, prescribing styles and you know it's it's a work in progress you might not find the right med right off the bat but like once you do like it really it helps kind of balance everything out so you can just function better you mm-hmm. know and you're happier you're healthier yeah that's that's the biggest thing I was like so afraid like oh I have to I have to take these pills but like it's okay if I have to have a little help to get everything together like it's there's nothing wrong with that no one expects you to be able to do everything on your own so no and nobody does do everything on their own <laughs> there are always people helping or things helping <laughs> yes no I I love that I respect you for that and thank you for for sharing that on on the podcast because it's so receptive well, yeah, I, I've definitely sought out counseling. I have a therapist. I have been on meds before. I, well, I got on them after my fiance had passed away and I was like, I just, I couldn't function, you know, and I knew I needed something to help me. So, you know, taking, taking care of like your mental health is just, it's so, so important and it should not be shamed at all. Yeah, no, it's so, so important, like you said. Yeah. I I interviewed a girl on the podcast that uh, Nurse Sarah said it. She's like, after, you know, at, towards like the end of nursing school, I started preemptively seeing like a counselor, a therapist to help me figure out ways to prevent burnout, you know, and do like self-checks and stuff with myself. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's so, so forward thinking. I love yeah. that get it before it gets bad yes it's just little checkups it's mm-hmm. good it's great it's like going to the doctor you know yeah. for your yearly physical or whatever I mean don't make therapy just yearly but you know <laughs> yeah check in when you need it so Deja what's next for you like what what's like the next big thing you're working on honestly I don't know I feel like right now especially with you know time off from school and like just working from home with school I've been just really trying to pour all I can into my blog and my Instagram account and just reach as many people as I can. So really just like taking my blogging to the next level is something that I really want to do. So that that's what's next for me. Hopefully I'm really, I've been doing a lot of research and listening to a lot of podcasts and reading to just how to, how to grow and impact more people. Well, that's amazing. I will definitely be sharing this and linking your website and Instagram handle and stuff in the show notes. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll share it on the WOMED. I'll share it on my personal page as well, too, because I just I really believe in the people that I've had the pleasure of speaking with and I want to see them grow. And I think that's part of what women need to do is as far as like empowering each other. You know, there's like I said earlier, I mean, like there's space for everybody Mm -hmm. and we're ultimately going to be like a stronger force for good if we're all trying to help each other out like there's room for everybody and like every different people resonate differently with other like everyone follows someone for a different reason so it's like Mm -hmm. as someone follows me doesn't mean you know they can't follow you too like they might find they might follow us for similar things or different things but like it's okay like we can all win here yeah you might offer a different perspective than I am able to, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think you've done, I, I stalk everyone's Instagram really hard because it's just a great way to get to know people nowadays. It is. But your, your page is so good. It is so filled with like 
helpful tips. I love that, like, you know, with the, with the writing program and helping, you know, people out with their PT essays and stuff like that. And you're like, no, these are like fair prices. This is what I feel like my time is worth because I, I know this field and I know this writing. So yeah, I was really nervous about that because there's so many people that are like overcharging and I'm like, these pre-PT students don't have like a lot of money. Like I understand like, you know, your time is valuable, but try to get over on them because they're going to trust you. And yeah, it's just, it's just like a fine line to, to, to balance on. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job of it. And I, I love that that's even out there and available because I've obviously never, I have yet to seek out advanced <laughs> degrees, but I love that that's something that people are sharing now and have as like helpful resources because, you know, some people aren't, aren't gifted with writing. Some people don't know how to start writing something and to have someone like you there that has been there, knows what people are looking for and can offer their like time and advice and you know, editing and stuff on things is, it's invaluable. Yeah. Well, Deja, this has been an absolute pleasure. Oh yeah. This has you. been so fun. <laughs> I very much hope to meet you in person and get to talk with you more. Let's see what last physical therapy piece can you give? What, what advice do you have for physical therapies, people thinking about physical therapy and yeah, what advice do you have for, for people thinking about the physical therapy field? Yeah, I'd just say the best thing to do is to shadow and shadow in more than one setting because every setting is different. And if you just, like if I would have just shadowed an outpatient ortho, I probably wouldn't have gone into physical therapy. So just like know that there are so many different avenues and ways to be a therapist. So try to just find different settings to shadow and just do your research and yeah, you'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great advice. And that's something I tell a lot of nursing students too, is that they're like, well, how do I know what field I want to be in? Or I really want to be in the NICU. And I'm like, well, shadow in the NICU. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, how do you do that? Like, well, you dig around on the internet and you find emails for <laughs> managers on the units you want to check out and, <laughs> and have at it. Yeah. Is that similar for people looking into physical therapy, like for shadowing? Yeah, it's about the same. You just find a clinic or a place and hope that you can get the right contact. And if not, they'll direct you to who, you know, you can speak to. But yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of trial and error. Like some places have like a, like a program for shadowing, like places that um, get a lot of people that want to shadow, but other like smaller clinics, you just, you can go in and ask or call or send an email yeah I think a lot of people are like well can you do it for me like I think there's a lot of people that you know don't realize that you still have to put in some legwork here (laughs) yeah and you want them to know you so yes yeah and and people especially if it's a place that you might ultimately want to work at Mm -hmm. you know showing up like meeting people leaves a better impression than just sending them an email and being like, Hey, can I come in and shadow? You know, like, yeah, take the time, go in, put some legwork in. You'll be better off for it. 
Yeah. Send them a resume. Tell them a little about yourself. Like you got to humanize yourself so they can know that this person behind this email is real. (laughs) Yes. I feel like people are just losing that human element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reach out to people. And thank you cards. Thank you cards. Thank you cards. Written a long notes, way. Written notes are the best. <laughs> they really are. It's like Elle Woods and like her, like, you know, like spraying it with perfume gives I it a little know. extra touch. It <laughs> but really it's true. <laughs> you stand out and you, you are do. remembered. Pink, so. pink paper. Hey, if you like pink, do it. <laughs> if you like green, do it. <laughs> but either way, just like finding a way for yourself to stand out mm-hmm. and but like authentically, you know, yeah. you don't want to just be like, oh yeah, here's a thank you card. What's up? <laughs> yeah, just so be like, yourself. And yeah, yeah, if it's the right opportunity, you know, it'll work out. And if it's not the right opportunity, um, you'll find you'll find the right opportunity for you. Yes. All right, Deja, why don't you tell everybody again, like where they can find you and connect with you? Okay, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram is probably the easiest um, at the Curly Clinician. Or my blog is thecurlyclinician.com. Or if you'd like to email me, um, it's just thecurlyclinician at gmail.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, Deja, thank you again. It was so nice speaking to you. Yes, thank you for having me. This was a good time. And it was just nice to just sit and not do schoolwork and just talk and not have (laughs) like an actual, like, this is what I need to get done. It's just, just be able to flow and be free. (laughs) I love that. Everyone make sure to check out her website, Instagram, all the good things. Deja, you're clearly like a very like open person and (laughs) here to help people. I I love everything you're doing. I want to see you succeed. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. These conversations are so great. And I, I know that you're helping a lot of people who come to the podcast looking for, you know, just seeing themselves represented or, you know, information just on, on school. So that's why I was really excited to have a PT student on just to kind of talk through that experience because we do have people that listen that are like, you know, undecided about what career they want to make. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that I could be that resource and I'm so glad you reached out to me. <laughs> me too I'm glad I found your page and now hopefully more people will too yep hope so hope so that's that's the plan (laughs) that's what's gonna happen all right thanks again thank you I hope you all had fun learning more about physical therapy make sure to follow along with Deja on Instagram at the curly clinician and her blog thecurlyclinician.com for all the resources for PT students and lifestyle Keep sending me your nursey energy moments and moments that make you feel empowered and moments of self-work and discovery. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening every week. I love you guys. Till next week, WOMED out.